there. Thank you for connecting with me and subscribing to the Living the Sky Life podcast. I hope that the content of each episode brings you hope, connection, and some valuable takeaways. The Special Needs Parenting Village is large, so you should never feel like you have to travel this journey alone. Please connect with me through my website, Facebook page, or Instagram account, and let's keep this conversation going after each episode airs. If you are enjoying the podcast and are listening on Apple iTunes, please leave a rating and review or share Living the Sky Life with others. Thanks again for tuning in to season two of Living the Sky Life. Welcome back to Living the Sky Life for yet another episode with some incredible guests. My guest today is Lisa Hugerwerf, um, also known as the mom to Cody um, of Cody Speaks. Lisa um, is the mother of two adult sons, one of which has nonverbal autism, um, and that is Cody. Lisa is a very passionate advocate who chose to share her family's journey through autism on social media via the Cody Speaks Facebook page and YouTube channel so other families won't feel so alone. Lisa hopes that by sharing their life, they will inspire others that being nonverbal may not be forever. Cody now has words, many words in fact, and her mission is to help the world understand that autism is a spectrum and we all should be more accepting of differences. So please enjoy my chat with Lisa. So today's special guest on Living the Sky Life is Lisa Hugerwerf with, uh, you guys probably know her most uh, with Cody Speaks. She is the mom to Cody and we all follow her story on social media. So welcome to the podcast, Lisa. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. I've been following Cody's journey and your family's journey for a long time. And I just appreciate so much. And I think everyone does how open you guys are about sharing your story, the good, the bad, the ugly, sometimes the honest. So <laughs> it's transparent and we love it. Thank you. Yeah. Well, for the small percentage of the population who aren't following Cody Speaks and your journey, can you share with everybody a little bit about Cody growing up, I know he's an adult at this point, so I don't expect you to go all the way back and all of the details, but um, how old is Cody now? Cody's 20. 20. And uh, when was he diagnosed with autism or when did you guys kind of recognize that there was something developmentally delayed with Cody? Yeah, he was diagnosed really early. Um he was born, you know, everything was fine. He seemed to be meeting his milestones. And then at about 14 to 17 months, I was noticing just things that were different from, from my other son, Justin. Justin is his older brother. He's, um, gosh, I had a brain fade. How old is Justin? He's 23. That's how I am. I swear. It's Horrible. And um, I just don't, I'm thinking, you know, looking at Cody and I'm like, he's different. He's doing things differently. He didn't know how to throw a ball, for instance. He didn't know how to, you know, usually when you would give a child an item, uh, whether it was, you know, stacking blocks or uh, rolling a car or, you know, shoveling sand, they just like innately knew how to you know, what to do. Mm -hmm. And Cody just, he wasn't, he wasn't doing those things. He would like fly a shovel. And I'm thinking, well, that's very different. Why is he flying a shovel in the air? That's, you know, you use that to scoop. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
you know, just, I just started noticing things like that. And then he would line objects up throughout the house, like all along the pathways. And if we disturbed them at all, he would just lose control. And I'm thinking, whoa, yeah. I have never seen that before. What's going on there? And some other things were, we thought he was deaf. That's pretty mm-hmm. common from what I've you know, read and seen. Yep. And I would stand behind him and I would just be clapping and he wouldn't even look, but yet he was watching Barney and he was, you know, moving along to Barney. And so I, I was like, well, he's hearing Barney, but he's not Mm -hmm. hearing me. And eye contact started just kind of wasn't there. And so those were some things that we started noticing. And then, you know, you start with all the testing and, um, of course, his hearing was perfect. I mean, he can actually hear a conversation all <laughs> way across the room. I mean, I'm talking to my husband, talking about like something we're going to buy him for his birthday and where we're going to hide it. So then I buy it and I hide it. He finds it because he heard the conversation. <laughs> Selective hearing, right? <laughs> it's, it's so weird. And so those were, those were some of the things. And I, I feel like from what I've seen and read, those are a lot of the common things that everyone notices. Mm-hmm. And um, so we got the diagnosis. He was 17 months old when we got wow, it. Wow, that is young, especially for yeah. back then. I know, exactly. And I was like, okay, he's autistic. Let's go to dinner. I didn't know what that was. <laughs> we'll fix it. <laughs> we'll I was like, it okay, so no big deal. We, we've got a diagnosis, whatever that means. It's not like you left the office with pamphlets of information and a guidebook of what to do. They were just like, that's, that's what's going on. See you later. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. I mean, I didn't know until later when I sat down and started going through a bunch of information, I was like, oh my God, what are we going to do? Did they give you a, um, a prognosis? I know when Skylar, he's a few years behind Cody, but we were given such a grim prognosis, like, okay, here's the number of a mom that's already ahead of you in it. Call them. They'll kind of walk you through place facilities that will take him in a few years or, you know, when he's a teen and he'll probably never walk. He'll probably never do all of these things. We're never, never, never. He's not going to do any of that. Right. Anything like that? Yeah, exactly. We got, we went to, you know, a, a few doctors after and, um, when we were in the office, Cody would just pick up items and just start chucking them because, you know, mm-hmm. he was young and he, uh, it's just what he did. Mm-hmm. And the doctor like looked at me and he was scooting towards me and he's like, your son will never speak. He will never learn to do anything. You two are young. We weren't really that young. I was 34 when I had Cody. Mm-hmm. You're young. You need to place him and get on with your life. And I'm like, my God, what? He's like, he's an amazing little boy. Uh huh. I need to figure out how to help him. I mean, I can't just throw him away. Why would you do Ow. that? Why would you do that? Why would a medical professional even suggest that? That's the most horrible thing I've ever heard. Oh my gosh. What I find is that we don't know that much about the brain, right? Mm-hmm. So he has started reading since he's been home with me for the past year. 
Is it slow going? Yeah. But, but guess still. what? It's still going. It's still yeah. going. And the progress is amazing. He's learning. Man. He's learning all the time, all so the time. What did you guys do? Um, you know, as far as therapy and stuff, did you dive into therapies or did you yourself go, okay, well, this is what we did with Justin. We're just going to take a slower pace with Cody and I'm going to teach him because he began speaking eventually. I mean, he, he speaks quite well. I, I understand him. So how did all he, that play out? Um, yeah, he, um, his first word was at nine years old. So um, that took a long time. Mm-hmm. We, we started therapy right away. We probably did too much looking back. It was, it was pretty overwhelming. He um, early, we did ABA and mm-hmm. I don't know if, so you're, if you're familiar with ABA, it's come really far in the years that we've, when we first started, it was more they called it discrete trial and yep. it's more, it was more, that's why I think it has a bad, um, you know, bad people think that it's, they don't, they don't robotic and yeah. Yeah. And I think that it maybe could still be that way. Uh, but early on that it was more along the lines of discrete trials where he would sit at a table and we would have him, you know, work on something and he would just table swipe and we would put it back again and he would swipe again. And so it was very different. And looking back, it probably wasn't the best, but you know, we were all learning Mm -hmm. and he really hated it. And a lot of screaming, a lot of behaviors, it was pretty terrible. And um, so I think that we did too many different things. I was always trying to find the magic therapy that was going to help him. Yeah. And we did, we did biofeedback. I don't know if you know anything about that, where it was, mm-hmm. it seemed, I was like, this seems crazy. Did it help? No, I didn't. I didn't think it helped my son. Uh, he actually regressed some when he did biofeedback. He actually was potty trained at the time. And I don't know if it was a coincidence or, you know, I don't know that much about it. But then he started wetting himself again, and then we had to potty train him again. So that was kind of a, um, it didn't really work for us. We did the, the, the gluten casein-free diet. I didn't see anything with that. Um, we've, I mean, I'm very much on supplements. I've always been, you know, he's really, I give him a lot of supplements and I just think that's good for his body. Has that helped him in any way? I can't say that it has. It's just good for his overall health. Um, the one thing that we did do, which I saw an improvement on, was that we did B12 injections, which you're like, oh my God. We would give him injections when he was sleeping. And we did get um, eye contact after we were doing that. Once again, was it coincidental? Who knows? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But we did that. We, we did, um, I don't know if you've heard of... Um, a Dan doctor. Yeah, we had one. <laughs> yeah, we had one too. And I spent so much money. Yeah, we bought a what, chamber. We had a cham- hyperbar- hyperbaric oxygen chamber in our house. I was going to get to that. That's the only thing we didn't try. So it didn't do anything. I, it didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. It's like we want, we want so badly to help. Mm-hmm. And I was just telling my husband, I'm, I, I remember the biofeedback was like $6,000. I mean, just all this stuff and it didn't matter. It just didn't matter. I'm like, who cares? It's going to work. It's going to work. Who cares? Here's all the money. It's going to work. It's going to work. Mm-hmm. 
And I feel like just being in this life for so long and just stepping back and looking at our life and getting to know my son, that's kind of where you need to start. You just need to get to know your kid yeah. and pick up the pieces and wherever he's struggling, start there, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Start there. It's so hard because we're bombarded with all this information and you don't know where to start. And you're like, let's start here. But if you're starting and you're, you've got all this stuff you're going to start with, you don't even know what's going to work. Mm-hmm. So start with one thing. Yeah. We were, you know, I relate so much to all of your stories and all of the um, things you post about because we, we are so similar in that we threw everything at Skylar too. We gave everything a two year window. We tried, you know, our hyperbaric oxygen chamber. We did hippotherapy on horses. We did the gluten-free casing diet. We, we did everything that came up and ABA back then for us too, was 40 hours in your home. And none of this stuff is cheap. You know, part of me is sad because I feel like because we want to help our kids so badly, we get taken advantage of, I think by the newest craze. And then doctors are like, oh, I'm certified in this. Let's, this is, I mean, I remember walking into the, um, the Dan doctor's office and seeing the chamber and seeing some parents in the waiting room and just listening. I didn't talk to anyone and they were like, oh, my kid, you know, wasn't saying a thing, a single word. And now after two months of doing the hyperbaric oxygen chamber, he's speaking in sentences. And you hear that as a mom with a nonverbal child and you're like, sign me up. I'll pay. I'll mortgage my house. I'll do whatever I have to do. I want my kid to talk to. And right. it's just so hard to not get sucked into keeping up with the other families. Cause we're all so different. You know, our kids that, are so different. Yeah. And that's what I, that's what I find so frustrating about autism is that just because something might work for me, doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so frustrating. It's not like another disability where that you do this, this, and this, and it works every single time, right? That's so hard. Uh-huh. Yeah. I agree with you on meeting them where they are. I yeah. wish I could go back and actually get some of those younger years of him and not do anything except in the home with myself and talking to him and reading to him and doing all those things. I feel like I overwhelmed him. It was like a revolving door in our house with the speech therapist coming and then the ABA therapist coming and then OT came in and he's like, I'm so tired. I just, I don't, (laughs) I don't want to do any of this stuff. Yeah. And I feel like, I know, I don't know with your son, but with my son, he just has debilitating anxiety. That's where a lot of the meltdowns come from. Mm -hmm. And I think it just, he just gets so overwhelmed and then doing all of that just made it worse. And it just, I felt like it took me so long to figure that out. And I feel like I want to say, I'm so sorry that I didn't figure it out sooner Mm -hmm. that I just, I just wanted to, it wasn't that I wanted to fix him. I just wanted to help him have a better life. Mm -hmm. He just struggled so badly. And then I just think, what was I thinking that he was struggling so badly with? So he was flying a shovel. Who cares? Was mm-hmm. I worried that, you know, somebody was going to make fun of him? Maybe, possibly. Maybe I was just worried that he didn't look like all the other children. Mm-hmm. Well, he's not ever going to look like 
no one, and in, that's what's so hard, I think. You have this whole perception of what life should be like, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, school and then graduation and yeah, inevitably getting married and having a family and getting a job. And, but his life is going to be different. So mm-hmm. it was hard and it's, it's, yeah, I, I still have to step back and not try so hard and, and not push too much. I mean, I have to push. It's just like, it's this line that you're constantly navigating that you're balancing on, because if you push too much, then, you know, you're going to get behaviors, but then if you don't push enough, you want growth mm-hmm. too. And, you know, we're working on lots of things, you know, independent living skills, you know, life skills, and he doesn't really want to do them. But if I don't push him, he's never going to do that. I mean, who wants to do this stuff? Nobody does. But you have to learn to do it. You can't just not do anything. Mm -hmm. It's so hard to figure out. And I feel like I don't know if you feel this way, but for me, it's so hard to find other families that want to share because it's hard. Yeah. And, and there's, there's really no, I don't, there's not a whole lot of people out there. I, I do follow, um, Stephen Kelly. Yeah. Yes. 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 I love love them. And I, I'm like, I wish you had more stuff. Like she's, she's, you know, she's, everyone shares what they're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I tend to share everything because it helps me move through it, move mm-hmm. past it. And if it's really, really hard, I might write about it because it's safer and I don't want to film a meltdown because it's not safe for anyone. And plus people aren't, I get people that say they want me to do it and I understand why they want to learn from it. But I feel like if I just talk about it, it's just as helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's very hard. It is hard. And that kind of moves me into uh, another question I wanted to ask you, because one of the reasons I started this podcast a couple of years ago is because I was creeping into the, I was already in the puberty years and it's hard other than you, who is very public. um, And of course, Kate, she's a few years behind us. Um. But it's, it's hard to find parents who've already been through this stage that can give me advice. I'm happy to share as much as I can with the parents that are just getting started on this journey. And like you said before, telling them what didn't work for me, but it might work for them. And they maybe have never heard of some of these things, but it's, it's hard when people aren't willing to share the bad. We can't all be perfect. I know there are times I scream at him and I am, I am the meanest person ever. And I am so angry. And I'm, then I'm mad at myself for yelling at him for being, being so noisy and whatever. But, um, how, how did you come to the decision to go ahead and film and to put your life out there? Because I'm sure you get criticism sometimes. I do anything. it's, It's so weird because when I first started, um, when I first started the page, it was, late in my office one night and I honestly had no, I didn't real I didn't know what I was doing at all. Well, I still most days don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> but, um, I didn't know that anybody would be, I didn't know that I would really grow. I, I hadn't thought about it. I did it primarily for friends and family because we mm-hmm. really, we get invited places 
and we just never go because mm -hmm. it's just too hard. Just the thought of just going anywhere. It just, it's debilitating to me. And I got so tired of explaining constantly over and over why we can't go for whatever reason, whatever the event was. And they're, they're saying, oh, it'll be fine. Just it's not going to be fine. It's not <laughs> no. going to be fine. He's going to wreck your wedding. Do you yeah. want me to bring him? Because you know what? I'm a mess. It's your day. And it's not going to be what you think. Mm -hmm. I appreciate the invite, but it's not going to go well. Mm -hmm. And I got so tired of doing that. That's why I started it. And I had no idea that it would go the way that it has. Yeah. And I did not know what I was doing. And yeah, you get a lot of hate, but for me, it's, it has really helped me in the really, really sad times. It really has. Mm -hmm. And I have, I have actually met people that I would have never met before, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's amazing to me. And yeah. I think that people, if, you know, primarily if people don't understand, it's just because they really have no idea what it's like to live this life. They just mm -hmm. don't. Yeah. And, and that's, and, and a lot of times too, people are just passing by, right? They're just, they're just scrolling and they see this video and they're like, <laughs> what's happening? You know, so, and, and you kind of, you learn that as you go to, mm -hmm. does it, does it still bother me? Of course it does. I've been called some really horrible things, that but stinks. I'm sorry. You know, it's just the way that it is. It's the way that it is. But I'm know? sure the, the volume of people and families that you've helped far outweighs anyone it, that has anything negative to say. It's people it like you who came out so much earlier and are willing to talk and share everything you've created an even big and bigger village for the rest of the autism families, because it's a safe place. I know that I could post something on your page and ask a question. And most of the parents would say, Oh my gosh, me too. I have the same question yeah. or whatever and help each yeah. other. So yeah, I love that about it all. Um, so you guys decided to just be even more crazy and start, um, a podcast, you and your husband. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's so funny and he, he's, he's just such a great guy. And I'm really, I'm really kind of an introvert and it's funny because I don't enjoy making videos, but <laughs> I'm, I try Yeah, and I try to get myself out there. I, I would, much rather just be alone. I'm not, I'm not, you know, if you invite me to a party, chances are I'm going to cancel that kind of thing. It's, and he's just the opposite. It's funny how opposites attract, right? Yeah. And, and he's just really funny. And my other son, Justin, he's just like his dad, very outgoing, very social. So I feel like Cody and I were very similar. We really get each other. We'll be in the car and we'll just have silence. <laughs> just silence, not even music. And I'm just driving. I'm like, Cody, isn't this great? And he's like, yes, it's, you know, it's, so it, it's, it's fun to kind of do the bantering back and forth with my husband. Yeah. So you guys named it, uh, Cody speaks off the cuff. So is it off the cuff because it's anything goes Do people write in and, and tell you what they want you guys to talk about, or do you just 
just sit together as husband and wife and just chat about what's been happening? Yeah, I kind of, I kind of write things down, um, what's been happening throughout the week or weeks. And then, um, I'll maybe we'll, um, talk about a question or whatever that someone has come across and we'll, it's just kind of whatever, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to make it like about a particular subject because I don't know, sometimes I feel like your whole life is autism. I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say about this. I'm like, okay, it sucks. Okay. It sucks. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you right now it sucks, but cause it's, it's really, it's, it's hard. Mm -hmm. It's a, and it's like, you want, you want to be positive. And then if you're too positive, you're like, well, that can't be right. You know, this has got to be hard. And you're like, okay, then so if you talk about that's really hard, then you're like, well, you're always so negative. <laughs> <laughs> you you're whiner. Like, oh Life's God. not that hard. <laughs> I know. You're like, geez, give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like sometimes I, um, as much as I try to advocate and, you know, do all of these things for other families and for Skylar too, I've lost so much of my identity of who I was before autism took over my entire family. And I'm trying to get that back. I mean, my daughter's two years from graduating high school and I, I don't want to make autism my entire world because then when she leaves, I'm going to be so sad <laughs> because I'm just not going to have, you know, regular normal things to talk about. So I that's know. hard. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I know you've mentioned, you know, with Justin that he doesn't really like to be part of the filming and, and all of that. He's super yeah. supportive as a brother. I know that I can tell. Um, but it's being an extrovert. Why does he kind of choose the privacy side? I mean, obviously I would think he would just kind of want to keep his life him, to himself, but I think, I think for Justin, autism has always been really hard and it's still hard for him. You know, Cody had an incident a few weeks ago. He had a really bad meltdown. He was he was like, you know, YouTube, they change videos, right? Well, every time I take a video off YouTube, he's wanting to know what happened to it and where, and he's wanting me to find it. And I was trying to explain to him that sometimes they take things off to put new things on. Maybe you can find something that you like just as well. And we'll just keep looking. I'm trying to like, I could tell that he was escalated. Then just like, then he just lost it. Mm-hmm. So we, in order to keep him safe, we had to, we don't have to do this very often, thank God, but we were in, in our bedroom and it was, he was in a dangerous area where it was near the bed and, and, a, and a table and all that. And so um, we were able to get him on the floor and my husband was straddling him, not in the prone position because that's not safe, but he was on his back and my husband was sitting across his torso Mm -hmm. and holding his arms and I grabbed his head because he was just gonna he was gonna snap his neck he was thrashing and my 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 son my other son was um holding his legs and he said he said mom I shouldn't have to hold my brother and so it's hard for him and I said I get it I understand I I understand but you know, as a family, we sometimes have to do these things because I don't trust that anyone else would do it the right way. And then we have a conversation after about better choices and how you can't do these things. And so those kinds of things 
don't happen very often. But I think for, for Justin, it's just so hard to move on. He mm-hmm. just remembers them, you know, like they just happen and they're going to keep happening and they're going to keep happening. And, you know, we don't, we don't go on vacation. We don't do a lot of things. It's just, it's just too hard. It's exhausting to think mm-hmm. of, you know, all the packing, then the talking about what, what we're going to be doing. And, you know, he needs a swing. He needs all these things that we can't take with us. And what if we, what if there's not a park nearby? What if it's mm-hmm. raining? What if, what if, what if? Yeah. And they, we, we go to restaurants. He loves movie theaters. When they open again, we'll be going back. Mm-hmm. So there are things that he loves to do. So we try to focus on that. But Justin is like, you know, I want to go to New York City. I'm like, then go. You're 23. You can go. Fly, (laughs) fly. You do it. But it's hard. It is. It's really hard. So he, he's not in a lot of the videos. And the page was really about Cody. Mm -hmm. And it was about, you know, him. He was saying that he would never ever speak. So it was like, that's where it evolved from us having a conversation back and forth over our bar in the kitchen. That's where the page started. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to show everyone that he does speak. Yeah. And I've seen so many of those. And we have those. conversations and maybe it's just conversations about a few things, mm-hmm. but it's still conversations. And I'm hoping that eventually as he grows cognitively, it will evolve into more. And you just have to practice. Mm-hmm. And that was the whole, that was the whole basis of, you know, why I started the page and the name, that's just where it came from. It was just, it just popped into my, cause he's never going to speak. I'm like, he does speak. Cody speaks. That's it. <laughs> he does. Yeah. He does, you know? So well, it, it gives parents like me hope. I mean, you know, for Skylar to be we're told so much about the time timelines and the milestones and the, if they're not doing it by this age and they're not doing it by this age, you might as well just forget it and just get what you can out of them. It's almost like their life is ending. And, you know, Kelly is one that has said to me, you know, Lori from 18 to 26, I saw one of the biggest growths with Steven and they're never done. Don't give up. He may still talk. He may not, he may spell and do something else, a different version, mm-hmm. use AAC forever. I don't care what it is, but I would love to just communicate with him in some way. So right. you I know, give me I, hope watching Cody. I know. I want to, I want to know what's in there mm-hmm. so badly. Yeah. I love watching Steven. He's, his, his speech is amazing. And I know, I think he's a savant too. Yeah. I would think with sports and numbers, I've never asked Kelly that, um, but it seems like that he has a great memory for stuff like that. So. That's cool. And I, I, what I find interesting about him is that he loves amusement parks. Yes. And my, my son can't do that. Isn't that like. Skylar hates them. Yeah. That's he why hated he Disney. Oh, you get Disney for free. You can go whenever you want. Uh, he doesn't <laughs> like to go. So. That'll be never. <laughs> yeah. For us, it was, um, he did okay, but he didn't ride. And we t- put him on one ride, one of the, um, 
virtual rides where it was like Jimmy Fallon's drive through the city crazy in a car, like, but you don't go anywhere. You're sitting in a thing and it moves. And like, they were so accommodating to us. And, you know, we strapped them in the back. We brought, brought a stroller right up to the ride or whatever. And then um, my husband looked over at me when it just started and it was 3D and we didn't even put the glasses on him, but his heart, I thought he was gonna have a heart attack. He was full panic mode and we're like, okay, no more rides. But the music at, um, I guess, is it Universal where it's the superheroes and stuff? It's like Metallica and like heavy metal and stuff. He (sighs) was freaking out. He hates that hard rock kind of music. So we had to wheel him out of there and separate from my sister. And like, it was just, we always are a spectacle. I feel like we have to go and I know. know, do our own thing. I know it's, and it's so hard because you want, you want to find something that they're going to enjoy and you have to try it or otherwise you're not going to know, mm-hmm. but that's scary too. Yeah. It's really scary. It to spend it's, money and go all that way. <laughs> then we end up in a, in just a park somewhere. We can't even I know. Go. And then you're all sweaty <laughs> and you're like, oh great. That was a dumb idea. <laughs> have you um, talked to Cody at all about autism or I mean, have you been able to have any conversations with him, whether he talks back about it or not? Have you explained to him that he's different, a little bit different than his brother? I was just thinking about that the other day because I was reading something and I thought, I need to ask him and see what happens because I haven't, but I would love to know. I don't know if he's going to have words or not. I'm just looking into RPM. Have you, Uh have you? I, I'm just, yes, we, I'm, we actually had an appointment to go out there. Um, Skylar does spelling to communicate, which is the same, a similar program, but just a di- it's not RPM, but we were going to uh-huh. meet Soma and like do it. It just didn't work out with our schedule, but yeah, yeah. I, I just joined a group and I'm starting to read all this information and I don't know. I was listening to a podcast. Um, I think his name was JD Hadley or Hanley, his son was just like Cody or is just like Cody, just a couple of years um, behind, I think 18, like your son mm-hmm. and was saying something like, um, you know, my son can't even spell. He's not going to be able to do this. And he was really upset by it. Someone had um, gave him the information. He was like, how dare you get my hopes up and, and all this. And he said, my son's doing it. He said, the doctor said that he has there, she has never come across a child on the spectrum that was not able to do this. Yeah. I don't know, but I get goosebumps. I know when maybe. we started spelling, I, I have told many people um, on the podcast and outside of it, that when we started spelling um, in August of last year, I kind of rolled my eyes to say, I just chalked this up to yet another thing that we're like, that's fine. I'll try it, whatever. But I just presume because he can't speak and he doesn't use AAC and PECs and none of the things that he was probably like a five-year-old. Maybe he knew a letter or two, but there was no way he knew his alphabet because I've never seen anything that showed that. And then when she first started, she gave him the letter boards and was asking him to spell words. And she would say, you know, where's the this, where's the that and the letters. And he pointed them all out. Now we're to comprehension questions. She reads a passage and she says, you know, Skylar, I, I just told you um, it takes 21 days to form a what. And then I just hand him the board that he needs and I don't say anything. And he spelled habit. 
And I'm like, wow. Oh. My husband looked at me and we were like, what? This See? is like, that, they pick up amazing. everything that's happening. They are so smart. And it, I just so wish true. more kids could show what they know because they're brilliant. Yeah, they are. It's like that you just have to find a different path mm-hmm. in the brain, right? And um, the uh, the dad was saying that J- J.D. Hadley, he was saying also, he he would say, he would ask his son to go get something from the from his bedroom and bring it to him, you know, a two-step direction or whatever. And he said he would come back and he would just be pacing. And then he would ask him to write and say, why didn't you get that? And he said, dad, I was trying to get it the whole time. I mean, this whole long paragraph, I was trying to get what you wanted. I just couldn't do it. I was trying really, really hard. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. It's It's, so cool. It it is. um, Another, I can connect you with, um, do you know, Amy Allnut? I had her as a guest on the podcast too. They first met Soma. Her son, Jack, I think is 16 right now, might be. Um, And he's just like our boys, um, was completely nonverbal. And then they were introduced to RPM and Soma and she worked with him. And they were in the documentary, Far From the Tree. Um, It's such a good documentary if you haven't seen it. But um, they did the exact same thing. And um, they went out there, flew out there for the week to do the training. And they were just sitting there in the video. Even you can see them on the couch looking at Soma. She's just handing little pieces of paper with letters on it, asking Jack all these questions. And he's picking the right letters to, um, he told them he doesn't like, um, he loves mashed potatoes, but he doesn't like pumpkin pie or pie at Thanksgiving. And they were like, I mean, it was just, it blows your mind and it gives me goosebumps too. It does. And mm-hmm. and this, this um, father was saying too, that we have had zero behaviors since they started this. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a lot amazing. Of times, once they can spell and communicate, whether they type or they spell it out. Another mom, friend of mine, her son has been doing this for about two years and he spells so fast that she's writing the sentence is down as he's spelling them because he still isn't verbal, but he communicates completely through the letter boards. And um, she asked him, and I, this is what I'm waiting for <laughs> so badly is she asked him, you know, why are you, why did you do, you know, why did you pee on the floor or why did you do some yeah. of these things? And he explains, I didn't mean to, I can't control my body. It does what it wants. And so, you know, if, when I'm pushing you guys away and telling you, I don't want to spell anymore please keep trying. Cause I do, I do want to talk to you. I just, my body is saying no. And wow. she's like, yeah, he even spelled to, to my, to Skylar. He's, I called the mom before we started the spelling. And he said, you know, please tell Skylar that our therapist it's her name's Kelly, that Miss Kelly wants to help you so badly. Please trust her and listen to her. And this little boy is 12 and he's like, wow. Now, yeah, see, I, I would have thought if, if my son was pushing me, I would have thought he didn't, he didn't want to do it. Yeah. I mean, they, it, Skylar has demonstrated it. We have totally revamped how we see him because I always thought he was being defiant. And yeah. she, Ke- Kelly told me, she said the first time that we spell and I read to him, he's going to walk away. Probably he's going to, you're going to think he is completely not paying attention. He's ignoring mm. me. And he's, he was hitting me. He was pulling my hair all the normal things. And, um, then she's like, okay, you know, settle your body, sit down. And then I handed the letter boards and he, she asked him questions and he was spelling. 
the answer. Wow. <laughs> She's yeah, I, like, I told you he was listening. So, I'm, so I'm, I'm really excited to do it. I'm excited it. Really for am. you. I think that'd be I'm so really cool excited. for Cody. There's yeah. a lot going on in there. <laughs> he just needs the means to get it out. Right? That's what I think too. Cause you know, he has, he stutters a lot mm -hmm. and I think it's because he is searching for a word and then, the, then he stutters. So I'm trying to get him to just pause, mm -hmm. take a breath and start again, because it's really hard. Sometimes he'll just do it. It's, it's hard to watch. Yeah. And I don't like to have it on videos a lot because it, I don't know. I, it's, it's just this part of me where I'm like, Oh, look, it's so sad, mm -hmm. but it sometimes it's in there and you know, how are you going to, you know, get that edit that part out without the rest of it, not looking like it doesn't even make sense. Like what's this? Mm -hmm. So it's really hard. And, but I think that that might be what's happening. I don't mm -hmm. know. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm excited for something new to try and mm -hmm. I'm like you, why not? Yeah. I mean, it, anything that doesn't hurt our kids, I'm all for, you know, like if he's not in any pain and it, you know, whatever, clearly just ABA and PECs and those kind of things just don't work for us. He doesn't function that way. He doesn't learn that way. And so I'm tired of kind of beating a dead horse with this stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm definitely revisiting it. We're using um, Proloquil right now and just kind of trying to supplement mm -hmm. with some things, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm not, not above revisiting things. Now, does he know. know he's on video? Have he, has he seen videos of himself? He, he likes to watch the videos of himself. Oh, he does? He does. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. But huh. you know, that's, and that's something when you were, you were, you had mentioned, does he know, he doesn't know that this is what's been hard for me as the page has grown. Does he really know what the pages does he really know how many people mm -hmm. it's reaching does he really know no he doesn't so that's kind of been hard for me and am I doing the right thing that that's still been kind of a a question mark yeah because is it really people are like he doesn't know what you're doing and you don't, you don't have his his consent and you're right it's hard yeah. I don't know. It is. I imagine it is probably hard. I mean, on the one hand, yes, you don't have his consent, but you're not showing anything that's harmful. You're not showing him in the shower. You're not showing him like, you know, you teaching him those kind of things. Um, you're not making fun of him. You're not, it's a teaching tool and it is. He's but helping I, I so many people. And, and I so don't are know, you. I don't know why that is probably I don't know if it's ever going to go away because I do ask myself that often mm -hmm. and I'll go through these bouts of, okay, I don't think I should do this anymore. I don't know if it's the right thing, but maybe I could ask him one day with this new method. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And then you can publicize that and say, Cody said, <laughs> you know what I mean? He wants me to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, all these questions in life, but I feel like you were just doing our best and mm -hmm. providing hope and inspiration. And maybe other people will want to share their stories. And if they're not comfortable, then, then they won't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I can only speak for myself and probably thousands of others of the multi thousands that follow you, but 
you know, I think you give inspiration and hope, like you said, to so many people. I, I, I can't say it enough that I, I just worry that, and I was this way, that parents that have eight, 10 year olds, somewhere in that range. And if they're not doing a lot of things at this point, they think that it's, it's too late or they mm -hmm. throw, go the other route and throw even more therapies and more diets and more medicines and, and more things to try to fix their child and to get them on track and catch up. It, yeah. That's just not how it works. No, I'm just trying to show the reality of, you know, yeah. autism. It's so unique and it's, every journey is different. And like, like Cody, we finally just gave up on shoe tying. I don't think he's ever going to get it, but guess what? He can put slip on shoes. Yeah. Velcro. He can do, he can do Velcro. <laughs> yep. So move on, move past it, figure out a different way to make his life easier or more independent. Don't, oh, he has to tie shoes or we're not going to ever move on. Well, just pick something else mm -hmm. and just, just, you know, make your own, make your own world, his world, make his own world, his mm -hmm. uniquely his and do it so that he can understand it. And so that who cares if it's not like his brothers or the rest of the world, mm -hmm. but that that's what's so I, that's what's so hard. It really is. Cause you think that, oh, they have to do this. They have to do this. They have to do this. And that's what we work on, but we have to just program our minds differently too, that mm -hmm. it's not going to look the same. And I, I still struggle with it. Mm -hmm. But how have you, you know, just hearing you say all of these things and um, I mean, clearly after 20 years of wrestling with all of this stuff and we just don't know, and we're just kind of guinea pigs trying things all the time. How do you hold yourself together? I mean, Clearly there've got to be days that you just lose it, which is normal. Yeah. I was just crying last week. I think every day last week I cried. I'm just really struggling. And I, I don't really know why, what brings it on. All of a sudden it just hits me and I'm emotional for God knows <laughs> about what year's worth of stuff. But I mean, how do you keep it together? I it's, it is a struggle. It, it really is a struggle. I'm not going to lie. I, I have a lot of help and mm -hmm. that's why I'm really big on respite. So I usually have someone here um, most days at, you know, like an average of like two and a half hours, most every day. That's Saturdays, great. we don't have, yeah, Saturdays, we don't have anyone. And then I have, I do, I practice yoga. That's part of my self-care. I love to meditate, just, just be in my, my own thinking, my own head. And I mean, I do that, I do that every day and I, I enjoy writing my thoughts down and I, I do lose it. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it's like the constant prompting of, you know, it's time to get dressed now. I laid your clothes out and, and it's two hours later and he's pacing and I'm like, what <laughs> yeah. doing? so that is exhausting. Mm -hmm. It really is. And some that most days I take his clothes to him and I go, put your pants on. And then he puts them on. I go, take your robe off, take your shirt off. Mm -hmm. Now put your other shirt on. And I do it just like that. And it sounds just like that. 
Mm -hmm. And I said, now let's brush your teeth. And, but it's like, I tell him to do these things and he can, but he won't <laughs> most days. And I just tell my husband, I'm like, oh my God, it is hard. Yeah. Those are the thoughts that get me like 20 years from now when Skylar's almost 40 or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, Skylar, you still need to put on your pants. <laughs> like, am yeah. I going to be <laughs> 80? Yeah, exactly. Same conversations. It's like, yeah. ah, that's the it part that's, I just try not to let myself go there. Cause I, and does Skylar put his pants on backwards? He doesn't even put his own pants on. He, we, we are still teaching him that he is great at pulling up the front. He puts both hands on the waistband in the front and pulls them up, but the back is still like hanging over his, his booty. And he, he, he struggled. His muscle tone is still so low that yeah. everything is still hand over hand brushing his teeth. He can kind of do it, but he'll do one side and then he'll hand me the brush. Like I'm done. I'm like, no, we got to do all four sides and just stuff like that. It's constant. You know, it is, he can't do anything constant. independent at this point. It's, it's constant redirecting, mm -hmm. constant prompting for everything. It is exhausting. It really mm -hmm. is. It's exhausting. And I, it has always been that way. And yeah. I feel like, I feel like it's gotten harder maybe because I've gotten older and he's bigger. He takes a bath in the evening. I draw his bath. Well, we take turns because it's, it's a family. We all take turns. So it's, that's how I survived too. I don't do it all. Yeah. My so, husband's awesome um, too. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's a constant prompting of we're working on just him drying himself off right now, but he just literally stands there and looks at me and I go, <laughs> Cody, are you cold? And he's shivering. Well, you need to dry yourself off. And I took my husband, I go, I shouldn't have to be drying off a 20 year old man at this point. I know. He's <laughs> hit me in the forehead. It's so wrong. Yeah. That's the part that you just, I don't know. I'm just autopilot, you know, I've always done it. And my husband and I are kind of like you guys. I feel like I've wa watched the two of you interact, you and your husband. We laugh about everything. We make a joke out of everything. Cause if we didn't, we would be so stressed out and upset all the time. We just, yeah. you know. We rock, paper, scissors, half the things like, oh, I did bath last night. Oh, I was, I was doing it last night. I go, okay, <laughs> rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> Cause somebody has to get up and then, yep. you know, he, he gets a dollar taken away every time he gets up. So that's, it's sort of like a thing that we're using to keep him in bed. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to help him. I'm trying to help him realize if you're not tired, you can quietly go in the movement room and swing and listen to music, but we're not there yet. He just will walk around the house and it's dark and you can hear him getting into cabinets, just looking for random things. Yeah. And I'm like, who's up again? And he, and I'm like, oh, cool. I, I won. And he's, he gets up out of bed and he's like, Cody, <laughs> he's like, give me a dollar. And then Cody's like, no money, no money. I, he goes, you need to stay in bed to keep your money. Cause that he works for money. So then he can buy a video and it, it, it really does work really well for him. He That's gets good. it, but he still gets up. And so, and then, and he's like, no money. And then my husband will say, well, you can have your dollar back in the morning if you stay in bed the rest of the time. And then if he doesn't in the morning, I give him his dollar back. It's important Aww. that he, he knows that he can earn it back. Cause that was a, it was a struggle there. We were, it was like, it was more on a negative t tone and we would take it away. And then we, he would be really upset and he would have a meltdown. So if I 
have him know that he can earn it back. Yeah. It's more of a positive twist on a negative thing. Yeah. That's it's, good. It helps him teach, teach him consequences and stuff. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, I, uh, I read one of your recent posts just uh, last week or something about you and your husband and your date nights and what you guys do or whatever, but that you missed one recently, but um, can you share what that is? Like just driving around and <laughs> I love it. Just, I, it's like, we, sounds like fun to me. Yeah. We're just, we just drive around and we, you know, cause ultimately our, we need a little bigger home. We need, ultimately it would be nice to have like dual master. So Cody could have his space on one side of the house and we could have, cause he's loud. Yeah. His verbal stems are loud. And when he gets up, it wakes my husband up. And so, you know, in his movement room is actually our three car garage. We renovated it, but it's still cold and hot out there because it still has the garage doors. So you yeah. lose a lot of that, the, you know, the, the heat and the cooling and the sun, you lose all that through those doors. So it doesn't work. Yes. Is it ideal? Eh, I don't know. Um, so ultimately, so we drive around looking at, you know, well, this would be a, a great house because we could put a movement room here and, you know, just, you know, we've been in this house his whole life. Cody's known no other house. So, you know, when we do move, it will be difficult, I'm sure, mm -hmm. but we just don't have the space to make it the way we need it. So we'll do that. And we'll have now with COVID, we'll have lunch in the car, but now we could eat outside, but it's, it's cold here lately. Mm -hmm. So we, we do, we just do that. And sometimes we'll watch a movie in our bedroom and lock our door. Yeah. We're, we're actually pretty simple. We don't do a lot. <laughs> That's how we are. We never go we, anywhere, but, but yeah, it's just, just nice to have that outlet with your husband and not, I mean, it's hard to not talk about autism or talk about Cody, I'm sure, but we try so hard if we ever are given the chance, like once every six months to go somewhere or do something we try not to talk about them, but it's hard because it creeps into the conversation always. It, it is hard. It, it is. And I just feel like, well, this is our life. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it's, it is, but it is, it's really hard. We, yeah. we try and I really miss going to the movies with him because that was really like, we didn't talk about, like we were into the movie. Then we talked about the movie after mm -hmm. and it was really a break, a mental break. Yeah. And I, I miss it's coming that. back. <laughs> it's coming back slowly, but oh, surely. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Oh my gosh. Well, um, you know, just kind of wrapping up, I guess, um, I guess I could ask this question in two ways. Um, either what advice you would give to your younger self, um, of where you are today in the journey with Cody and in your life, um, just having 20 years of experience of doing this, um, or, you know, any advice for, for parents as they, get into the, um, late teens, early adulthood years of guardianships and everything that we're all going through right now with, um, trusts and figuring out their future and whether their siblings are going to care for them or not. We have two huge, you know, spaces in our life phases, I guess, with our kids. So, um, if you don't want to go backwards and think about any of those things, what about moving forward? What advice would you give? So either way, I guess. Well, I know that I if I were to do it all over again, and I know now, and I was starting again, it would just be easy. I wouldn't focus so much on what he's not doing. I would focus on 
what he is doing and how different it looks and maybe step back and go, huh, well, that's an interesting way of playing with that toy or whatever. Let's do that together. Instead of trying to make him navigate the toy a certain way because that's all we've ever seen, do it his way. And just focus on things that are more like for, for us, when Cody was younger, I know we were getting a lot of behaviors because he couldn't speak. He couldn't tell us what he needed. Work on something like that would have been most important for us to work on speech rather than working on sitting in a, in a sandbox with a child playing with toys appropriately focus more on that because that's where he really was having a hard time he was happy flying a shovel yeah so so who cares Mm -hmm. but I cared so much because it looked weird but who cares so just focus on the shovel yeah (laughs) let him fly the shovel (laughs) But he's struggling over here. Look how look how unhappy he is. Look how he's hurting himself. Work on that. And work mm-hmm. on one thing at a time. I worked on all these therapies all at once. And I can't imagine what that would feel like as a child. Mm-hmm. It's a job. Yeah, it's overwhelming. No mm-hmm. wonder he was melting down. So just focus on one thing and pick up the pieces and know that your life's going to be different, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yep. And now moving forward with conservatorship and trust and all that, it's overwhelming. We, we did get a trust set up for Cody, uh, before COVID. Um, we don't have conservatorship. We have what it's called, um, I forget the term for it, where I can speak for him, but it's not actually, it's, it's a power of attorney. Is it that? No, it's something else. It's, um, oh, uh, medical directive. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Where I can speak for him. And it was, you know, the trust was thousands of dollars. And then the conservatorship Mm -hmm. is another 2000. And so the, my, our attorney let us know that it might not be necessary to do the conservatorship because he is nonverbal. I mean, he has words, but Mm -hmm. he's not going to always answer things the appropriate way. So you can't always trust that his answers are true. Mm -hmm. So um, we, he suggested that we might not need that and we could always do it in the future. So we're doing, we did the medical directive. And um, we haven't run into any problems with that. That's great. And so, yes, you know, um, Justin is the conservatorship on the, on the will or the trust. He's the one in charge. Um, is, do I expect him to care for Cody? No, I do not. I can't do that. It's, he has his own life to live. Would I be ecstatic if he were to buy a, a big house one day and get married and say, Cody's going to live with us? Yes, that would be my dream. 
that's what I want. Yeah. But I don't expect it. So we are also, there's also a home that Cody could go to if something were to happen to us or if we weren't able to care for him anymore. And that is, it's not far from where we live. And so I think it's important to have things in place, but I also think it's important not to dwell on them so much. You just have to have faith that everything is going to work out the way it's meant to be. Mm -hmm. It really is. And for a long time, I was, I was worried. I can never die. This can never, (laughs) I feel like everything will be okay. Mm -hmm. It will all work out. Yeah. And we need to plan for the future, but we, we can't dwell on it and worry about it because ultimately we don't know. You could have everything in place and it could still, who knows what could happen. If I'm not around, I don't know. Maybe it would never be followed. Mm-hmm. There's no yeah. way to really know. Yep. It's the same for all of us. I mean, you can only plan for your own future so much. And I mean, right somebody else takes control of that. So it's like, you know, do the best we can. I know um, that no one will care for Skylar the way I do. I mean, it's just not possible. I'm his mom. I will all, you know, I would do anything and everything for him. And I can't expect that of anyone else, especially my daughter. It's not her burden to carry. You know, I would love it like you, if she, you know, took him on weekly lunch dates or whatever, um, if she could squeeze that in too. But um, I can't expect, I have no expectations for her whatsoever. I can't do that. Right. Exactly. It's, it's just not fair. Mm -hmm. It's not fair. And yeah it's, 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 it's overwhelming. And I get a lot of people, what are you going to do when you're too old to take care of him? I don't know. <laughs> I'm never too I, old. <laughs> I really, I mean, I've got everything in place, but I don't know the future. Yeah. I can't answer that. And I what he'll gonna... be like, Cody exactly. may be spelling like a crazy man. And like, this is what I want, mom. <laughs> you know, exactly. and I Who know I, it's, but people don't know that about anything. Mm-hmm. You can have the most perfect life and what's going to happen. I don't know. We're just yeah. trying and you, to be honest, I'm just trying to get through today. Most days. I just yeah. want to get through today and I want to have my head on straight and I want to feel good. And I want to have him safe with me, mm-hmm. not somewhere where they're not going to take the care to, to talk about something over and over again about why he did this or better choices, because that's not going to happen. They're going to heavily medicate him and who knows what else. Mm-hmm. I know it's out there and I know there's good places, but I know that I'm going to do the best job. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. We already are with everything that you're doing. I can't thank you enough too for, I mean, I know, like you said, it, it, I'm sure it weighs on you sometimes. And I know I've had this conversation with Kate too. Like some days you just want to turn it off and just be done with the whole thing. But yeah, you're, you really are helping a lot of people um, just with your, you know, sharing and your trust and your honesty that we appreciate you. So um, thank, thank you. you for doing what you're doing. I love Cody Speaks and Cody's an amazing man. Thanks to you and his dad. Oh, <laughs> so, thank you. So yeah, what? Well, I, I appreciate your time so much. I know you're busy and tell Cody hi from, from me and Skylar. <laughs> okay. Thank you. It's so good to talk to you. You too. Take Let's care. Keep in touch. I will. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Living the Sky Life and we'll tune in for the next episode coming soon. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the Living the Sky Life podcast 
within Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play, so you'll receive alerts when new episodes are released. Subscribing is the best way to ensure you don't miss a single episode. If you like what you hear, be sure to select the five-star rating, provide feedback, and share living the skylight with others. Thanks again for listening.